Welcome to the Ethos Forum podcast, an exploration of leadership in higher education. I'm your host, Mark Douglas. Today, I'm talking with Professor Saki Pretorius, Deputy Vice-Chancellor of Research at Macquarie University in Australia. Professor Pretorius is an internationally recognised pioneer in molecular biology and biotechnology and in the translating of his research into innovative industry applications. As fascinating as this sounds, we are here to discuss Saki's insight into the leadership of researchers rather than his manipulation of molecular structures. Saki, welcome to the Ethos Forum. Thank you very much, Mark. I want to take us into the world of research. As a Deputy Vice-Chancellor of your research, you have the key researchers looking to you for support, but the world of research relies on focused and dedicated effort. However, modern academic careers demand agility, appreciating the values of other disciplines, more collaborative engagement, sometimes with industry and other external partners. How do you advise emerging research leaders in their navigation through this ambiguous and paradoxical forest? I think the first thing that one has to do is to listen very carefully and not offer suggestions or solutions or structures or here is our strategy. It's a deep, respectful engagement with the academic community and often also with the professional staff supporting that academic community. Listen very carefully. Be genuinely respectful of all the disciplines that are offered at one's university. And you have to build from the ground up. In our case, we came up with hundreds of ideas, but we came up with a total of 69 streams. That was totally built from the ground up as I was engaging with the community over a period of 15 months. And then side by side, I worked with them and said, can we package them into themes? We came up with 14 themes. And then I said, all right, now I have to earn my bread. I have to look at, can these 14 themes be packaged into less than half a dozen domains that we as a university want to make a difference and an impact. So that's how we came up with the three tier structure of our strategic research framework. And I made a commitment to the academics. We will stick with the top two layers for 10 years and we will give you the freedom at the stream level. So we will not change the five domains. We will not change the themes, but we will allow for changes at stream level to a point where they can shape the recruitment of students, they can reshape the recruitment of staff, of postdocs, because they know that there will be resources. Because in these domains, we've decided if this is the bucket of money available, we can disproportionately allocate it in those areas. So we don't say people must work in those domains. We say this is where central funding from the university will be spent. Mm. So in some cases where you don't need a big infrastructure, you can still conduct your research that way. But it helps a dean not to recruit in an area that will not be supported. So in a way it shapes your recruitment strategy, it shapes the way we offer scholarships to our HDRs. So to me, there must be a little bit of a top-down because at the end you have the information, how much money is available, 
we can't sprinkle money around and think we can break the drought. We have to say we will have enough money to spend and put resources to these areas. Yes, so Saki, the STEM areas seem to be areas which are more able to sit comfortably with some defined research questions. Some of the humanities and social scientists seem to have more open research questions, research that's based on just one researcher rather than a team of researchers. So you're also anticipating that the social science academics also align to some of these strategic themes? The first response to that question is, if one does not allow for that creativity in your university, you'll miss out. You have to respect the fact that in some disciplines, and certain sometimes it's individual-based, not necessarily the discipline, but it's demanded by individual to work a little bit on their own. I think you should allow that because creativity within universities work in very different ways. However, to make it practical, one of my big ambitions at this university is to integrate the humanities and social sciences into the big scientific challenges. We just won an ARC Centre of Excellence, which will be established this year, in synthetic biology. The team was a hybrid between STEM and HAS. It included, of course, molecular biologists, it included chemists, it included an engineer, it included economists, it included people very interested in ethics. Because synthetic biology, if you want to discover the unknown and you want to make sure that you do it in a safe and responsible way, you need that. So you've got social scientists working with the hard scientists with a seat at the table looking at the research questions of translating this into community outcomes. And I think that was one of our winning strategies is that we, we proposed out of the 20 proposals that was considered after the shortlisting process, I think there were three hybrids out of the 20. Of course, only nine or 10 of these proposals get funded. We were lucky enough to have one of them, but I think our winning ticket was because we genuinely believe that you need the humanities inside the think tank. So, and the way to level the ground there is to absolutely make sure how you structure your budget, your proposed budget. Let's say a chief investigator from the philosophy department interested in ethics or bioethics will get the same level of support as the professor in molecular biology. That person gets a postdoc, for example, out of the deal. So must the chief investigator. When it comes to equipment, that's different because the philosophers don't need the infrastructure. But when it comes to personnel, scholarships for PhD students, it's absolutely a level field. And if you do that in a genuine way, you attract people to overcome the challenges actually to cross the boundaries of, let's say, the broad social sciences towards the STEM areas. That is fascinating. It comes from the assumption that you are have the ability to control the funding to make it equitable between the sciences and the social sciences. If you have a social scientist that wants to work on a major global challenge, 
that maybe your university isn't necessarily focusing on. Presumably you would encourage those social scientists or humanities academics to move out and look at who they could collaborate with at other universities. It's a tough road as a social scientist to get a seat at the table sometimes. It is. And if you're in a role like mine, you have to be aware of that. There are less opportunities for larger grants. Mm. And I think we miss out sometimes in trying to solve problems with technology only Mm. or with science only. If we, for example, we decide to go in with a subject such as, let's say, human resilience or the developing mind, which is largely has-based approach, and we don't have in-house a top-notch scientist that can work there, and sometimes a a willing scientist, Mm. you can't force people. I personally work with those leaders of those bids to find people, and we find them in other universities, we find them in industry, we find them internationally. But at the end, we make sure that we bring the Olympic team to the Games. Mm -hmm. We don't go for the second best, we go with the very best. The very best means highly gifted, talented, motivated people who have a genuine interest to make a substantial contribution to what we want to achieve. And Saki, it's not enough just to construct the team. The team must have resources as well. When we build a bit like that, from my budget, I provide generous support for people that fly in, whether they're international or interstate or wherever they are. We bring them in and we go many rounds of those conversations, discussions, until we know exactly what are the objectives, what are the expected outcomes we can put on the table. And by the end of a campaign like that, that sometimes lasts three to five years. Mm -hmm. The one in synthetic biology took me five years to build. Mm -hmm. There's technical expertise that you're looking at, but you also want people who can work with other members of the team. How does that come into your decision making? Yeah, thank you for reminding me because uh, sometimes you have a perfect match in terms of the skill set, the disciplinary expertise that you require, but the fit is not good because it's somebody that finds it hard to work in a team and a construct like that. And you know that even if you win a big grant, within a year you will have a difficult situation because people will not get along and work well together. So you have to look for people who are adaptable, open-minded, and are genuinely willing and understand the meaning of one, collaboration, but also cooperation. Because sometimes you collaborate and you have a difference of opinion. But at the end, you still have to cooperate Mm. in order to achieve your goals. And to make that clear to people, not everybody has the instinct to do that. That's a nice distinction between collaboration and cooperation. Yes. If you're part of the team, it's like a rowing boat. It doesn't help if you're a good rower only, but you can't row in sync with the rest of the team because then the boat will not Mm. achieve Mm. the speed (laughs) to Mm. win the race. Mm. And that's what we want to do. Mm. So it's important for us to find people that can collaborate and cooperate. Cooperate meaning, I know I can row faster, but then I will be out of sync with the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. But if I adapt my style a bit, 
I will be in sync and the boat will go faster. Mm. It's about that team effort. Well, that concludes episode one of our discussion with Saki Pretorius. In episode two of this podcast, we explore the challenges of industry engagement and specific strategies Saki has established to build substantial and sustainable relationships between industry and university.